Welcome everybody to Mark Kumar Show. This show is for entrepreneurs who are serious about achieving their personal as well as their business goal a lot faster. I will be sharing some of the great tips and secrets that has worked great for me in the past. I will also be talking to some of the industry leaders and try to extract out of them some of the tips and tricks and secrets that they have used to become successful to help you out. So I hope you're ready because this stuff is truly going to revolutionize your life and help you become a successful entrepreneur a lot faster. Hello, everybody. This is Mark Mar, and welcome to my show. And I have my dear friend here, Jennifer, who is a yoga instructor, guru, whatever you want to call her. And Don't then, call me guru. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jennifer, introduce yourself, and then we can rock and roll. Sure, sure. Thank you, Mark, for having me. This is, this is a pleasure and an honor. I'm excited to be here. Um, my name is Jennifer Dixon. I am in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And let's see, I did not start out as an entrepreneur. Oh, no, it's, it'll be four years full-time entrepreneurship in the summer, June, July of this year. So that's pretty exciting. I came by way of energy, the energy industry. I was an energy trader and developer, and I got laid off. My husband and I both got laid off the same week. It was Halloween weekend of 2015. Um, I was two and a half weeks coming back to work from maternity leave when we both lost our jobs and we went from having a very, very, I'll call it comfortable lifestyle to, you know, not having anything. And um, so we moved home promptly after that. We were home, I guess, right before Thanksgiving of that same year. And I enjoyed every bit of unemployment. I was applying on jobs and things like that, but nothing worked out. And so at the end of unemployment, my husband had gone back to work with his dad. His dad has a small business in um, construction. So it, we kind of realized that, you know what, like that, of course, having all the zeros is really, really nice, but we could live okay with it. You know, we were okay. We weren't dying. Like life was going to go on. And so um, I gave, I kind of, I shouldn't say I gave up. I actually, the day that I bought the studio, I, um, was interviewing for another job in the energy industry. And I didn't tell you this part, Mark, sorry. And I kind of talked them out of hiring me because I was, I was in this job interview and I, I don't know, I kind of had like one of those out of body experiences when you're kind of looking at yourself and I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And so right. long story longer, I left that interview and threw away my, my pantyhose in the restroom at that place. And I haven't worn them since. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and okay. I, I I bought the studio and that's that's I guess yeah four years ago I for all of you that are considering entrepreneurialism there's it's it's not always you know whatever flowers and unicorns it's a lot of work like I have a lot of gray hairs and bags under my eyes like there like it's a lot of work but. Uh, I also have a lot of freedoms that I'd have never had when I was in corporate America. Like I don't, um, my kids don't, they go to mother's day out. So I now have two children and so they don't go to school on Friday. So I get to hang out with them on Fridays and I'd have never been able to do that in corporate America. So we like to go to the zoo on Fridays. And so there's certain freedoms and liberties that come with being an entrepreneurial, that an entrepreneur that I wouldn't have been able to do in my former life. But I mean, there's also some cost to that too. 
Right. That's a great introduction. I love the way the way you said that like I talk myself out of the interview so I don't get the job. That is like I have never heard of that before. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little crazy. I'm a little crazy, yes. <laughs> so so tell me about this. Like when some people like the way I explain to other people who are becoming an entrepreneur or looking into getting an entrepreneur, the way to explain to them like you have two different mindsets. One is the employee mindset when you're working your nine to five job and life is good, you don't have to think about it or anything. And then you got the uh, entrepreneur where you have to do everything. So was there a transition period for you or was it a smooth sale or how did that work out for you? So I may or may not be a little bit of a control freak. Okay. And that's why God blessed me with curly hair because you can't control curly hair. So it's like my life lesson, you know, like you can't control it all. So whatever. So the, the transition wasn't that difficult for me because I wanted to come in and do it all. And I quickly learned that I can't do it all. You know what I mean? At, well, I shouldn't say quickly. Like it's, I still learn quite a bit. This, yeah, I still every year. Yeah, because I, I think that the, the hardest part for the people who are employee, the, the it's the hard part is like letting it go. Like I will yep. delegate it, and that part yep. I still up to this day have some time. I have a hard time, but I understand. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It took me. There were certain things that I was really ready to give up. Like um, I'll be honest, I hate reconciling my books. So as soon as I could afford it, I hired a bookkeeper and she reconciles my books. By God, I don't want to do it. Um, but, you know, certain other things, it was very hard to do. And like finding teachers that would want to teach because the way that I teach yoga, I came from a very physical background. I um, was into crossfitting and marathon and, and running and I was very physical. So the kind of yoga that I teach and the kind of yoga that I wanted at the studio, I wanted it to be very physical. And so to give that up, to sort of give that power away, if you will, like you were talking about to delegate it, that was really hard at first. And it took me almost a year. And I, yeah, it took me almost a year. I was um, pregnant too. That was another reason why I had to give it up. And um, I was trying to come up with other teachers that could fill in for me when I went on the inevitable maternity leave. And that was when I finally started giving it up because I was so used, I wanted I knew that if I was doing it, at least I like in my head, it would be good. <laughs> Whether or not that's true, I don't know, you know, because there's lots of people that do lots of things way better than me. But that was pretty hard, giving up the control. Yeah, the thing what I would find is like far as people who are employing mindset, like, hey, I could do it better. And there's no one out there who could do better than me. Even though it's going to take me like five, 10 minutes, I could do it. But if what, they, I, what I found is that they forget to see the long-term vision. Yeah, it's going to take you five minutes right now. But if you train somebody, let's just say two hours, yeah. six months from now, it's going to save you like a one month worth of work so yeah. that letting go of the control freak i understand like it's really hard to do it if you've been doing it for so long so is there a pointer or tips you could share to people to say hey let it go it's uh it's going to be a lot better so i would say that the more that you let go of stuff that you don't like okay. the more freedom that you have to do the stuff you do like so once I started giving up the, the, the teaching jobs, I, I shouldn't say giving up, but sharing the teaching responsibility. And once I started getting more people to come and help me, I was able to start exploring other things. So now we're no longer just a brick and mortar yoga studio in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We also have Thrive Online. So I, I get the ability to build this online membership platform, which will help to 
enhance the overall portfolio that is thrive if you want to talk like big businessy wise like right. so be, because i wasn't in this nuts and bolts every single day i wasn't teaching at one point i was teaching i think like nine classes a week plus teacher training on the weekends and so nothing else was getting done like the marketing all of these other bigger picture things couldn't get done and as soon as i made room for that i could start making room for the bigger picture things and where are we going to go and what's the next step and that's really fun actually i really like that so, so tell me a little bit, speaking of what we just said about like other marketing stuff, whatever. So when you go from employee and you become entrepreneur, obviously you have to do a lot more stuff. So can you just name a few of those things? They were like, hey, you need to do X, Y, and Z. And which one of those, let's start from there. Which one is first? Which things you need to do first and which one are more important? So let's start with the things you need to do to run a business. So when I was in, when I was an employee, I was in development when I left my, my business. So I was helping to develop um, my, my job. I was helping to develop power plants. So these are really long-term projects, like a, a, a big, huge project with lots of people that work for me. So managing lots of people, that wasn't that, that they didn't work for me, but they worked with me and I was the lead of the team. So don't let that get said the wrong way. But the, I was kind of used to being kind of a puppet but what was unusual is I had my scope of uh, expertise, right. if you will. Right. And then when I became an entrepreneur, like I took over a yoga studio because yoga helps fix my back. I liked yoga and I figured I liked to teach yoga. So why not? Right. So I had no idea payroll. What the heck? Uh, a website. I had never ever built a website in fact like i hated technology I, w I had my it people like b dial on my phone uh text messaging like i just don't do technology and now i'm responsible for uh, a website a blog like a youtube channel forget about like social media oh my gosh so um that was the biggest the biggest hurdle for me was figuring out how to manage instead of like these group of people that are helping me do a project like how to manage these other things like the social media and the website and all that right so definitely so all those things as some people were like starting out they don't think about it they just think i have a skill i'm gonna go tell people and you're gonna buy from me it doesn't work that way <laughs> no I, I wish it did. I, I really, I truly, I really and truly wish it's like, hey, I love to teach yoga. Come, no, it's there's a lot of because there's a lot of other people that are just like you, you know, and you have to figure out how to make your ver voice heard in a very noisy wor world. So, how have you done that for your business that made you stand out more? Oh, good question. So, right. well, I came to yoga from the business world. So I have the finance and economics kind of background. So I'm not a typical yogi. Most yoga people, I don't know, I hate to stereotype people, but there are some very, very, very business-minded yogis, but there are not very many of them. So the fact, I, the very first meeting I had taking over the studio, it's really funny, I'm leaning back and laughing, like it kind of blew the yoga teacher's mind because there was suddenly structure. You know what I mean? And where there had not been as much structure, I was like, all right, so now we got to be here 15 minutes before class. You need to talk. You need to stay around after class. And you need to be active on social media. Make sure you share whatever I post. You make sure to comment and share and like. And there suddenly became these 
responsibilities of the teachers, whereas in the past they had only come and taught and then left. And so one of the biggest things that I guess I did that was different, perhaps, is I started having a little bit of that structure and started having the teachers play a more active role in the marketing because we had, we have like 20, I have 27 teachers now on staff. And if everybody's posting on Facebook, if everybody's sharing, that's a lot more effective than if I just doing it once. Right. Um, so that's one thing we did. Another thing we did was um, I'm really big into, I hate using the big word philanthropy because it's not like we're giving away millions of dollars, right. but I do have a big heart for, I do believe that we should all be giving back to something like no matter, no matter how big or no matter how small, every business, every person should be giving back. So something that we started doing and making it very, very, very apparent is we would partner with different local nonprofits and raise a lot, well, for a small yoga studio, raise a lot of money. So we partnered with a farm nearby and we brought goat yoga to Chattanooga for the first time, which was really awesome. And that year we brought in almost $2,500 for this really small farm that um, helps small children with special needs. They use it through animal husbandry, so like riding horses and helping to take care of the animals. So we helped raise $2,500 for this nonprofit, which was awesome. And what that did, and I'm telling you all of these little things, because when you do, when you're doing a fundraiser, it costs money to get on radio spots, right? Like it costs money to get on the news. Like these are, to get on these like talk shows, it costs money to do it. But if you're doing it for a fundraiser, it doesn't cost money because you're doing it for something bigger than you. And so as a result, I got to be on all the major local television shows. I got to be on several of the local talk shows and I didn't have to pay anything, but it was always talking about my studio. And so what did that do? It was incredibly good marketing that didn't cost me anything but time. Right. First of all, congratulations on having a 27 instructor under your studio. That's like, I don't know, I don't know if you realize that's a huge accomplishment. I was like, oh. <laughs> well, thank you. That's more, that, that was more out of necessity. I was, once I, once I started letting go of classes, I was like, y'all teach, y'all teach. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So talk a little about like now that you have went through the process that's not just hiring one, not two, but 27 people. What do you look for them that, that says like, I can hire this person? So I started out with a handful of them. I started out with nine, I think, okay. but then I lost a few. So what do I look for? Very good question. So now that when one of the very first things that I did when I took over that I created a, a yoga school because the way that I was trained in yoga is very different than because I was trained up in the suburbs of Philly and believe it or not even though yoga was all created in India and all this there's a lot of different ways to practice yoga right. and I noticed really quickly that the way that I taught was very different and I wanted more of that in my studio so I started a school and that was one really good way of getting more teachers in because I knew exactly how they were going to teach because I taught them. And that may show a little bit more of my, like, a little bit of control freakiness, but um, at least I knew exactly what I was getting. You know what I mean? And so in order for them to be in front of my clients, they have to be friendly. They have to be outgoing. They have to provide uh, a service that is noteworthy and, you know, unforgettable. You know, they have to help create the environment that I want Thrive to be. And 
And I'm super proud of the fact that Thrive is known and it's getting a bigger and bigger reputation for its very communal feel, like very, very family. You get in and everybody knows everybody. And so in order to be a part of that team, you have to be one of those people that likes that. You know what I mean? Like you have to be kind of okay with everybody talking, not talking to you at once or everybody kind of talking and a little bit of the chaos that creates this beautiful peace, I guess, with friendship and family. Right. So what would be the like number one quality or disquality in this case would be that you were like, if this person has this skill or doesn't have this skill, I will not hire them no matter what the resume said. So for a teaching job, this yes. is really funny because I, I actually just um, had a test interview. They have to be able to teach, you know, like, and you, that, that might sound a little cheesy and like one liner, but to be able to practice yoga and then that's one thing, but to be able to teach it and to communicate, you know, I'm going to move my right hand forward and take my left foot back. That's a little difficult. Right. And there's, there's a difference between saying, okay, let's come into warrior one and, or saying we're going to bring our right foot forward in between our hands and then raise our torso. you know, being able to explain what it is that you're doing so that people aren't having to creep their neck to see what you're doing. Right. That seems like definitely it's a good skill to be able to effectively communicate what you're trying to say. Otherwise, people are like, oh, I don't know what you're doing. I'm not going back to this. This person is horrible. I'm never going to come back to this exactly, class ever exactly. again. So. I like your word, effective communication. Yes, I, I look for effective communication skills. <laughs> I'm going to borrow that one. No problem. Take it all you want. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, like, uh, if you were, like, right now, obviously, you have your own studio, right? Which is mm-hmm. physical location where people can go and come learn from you and get healthy and all that great stuff. Is right. there right. another platform that you help people get healthier? Sure. So we started out with a YouTube channel. I'm pumped about it where it's still a tiny YouTube channel. So I can't like name it thrive yoga and wellness, but that kind of made me start tiptoeing into videos. I was doing Facebook lives and then we started doing some YouTube lives and then that changed, you know, at the beginning of last year. And so we, I, once I kind of got the, the freedom, first of all, by hiring helpers, and then the idea to take this online and to make it bigger, to make it be something that, that could be sustainable for my whole family, we decided to, I, I guess, decided to do a online yoga membership. And I started out with a course first, and it was specifically designed for um, postpartum mothers. Like, so even if you'd had your baby multiple years ago, I wanted to, because I was on my postpartum journey, I'd had my second child. And I wanted to do videos of workouts that I wanted to do to help bring my body back to the way it used to be, whatever that was. And so I started out with a a course there and then it kind of morphed into something. It's, it paused for a bit because I didn't know what I was doing. And I sold it. I sold a handful of courses. It went well. And, but to create something sustainable and where I could create the same kind of community that we have inside the studio, I had to take kind of rebrand a little bit and rethink things. And so we relaunched, I guess, the membership um, in the fall. Yeah, the fall of last year. And I've just been trying to grow and nurture a, a community. It's, 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 I target women, busy moms that are looking for a fitness that is not going to kill their, their joints because I can't jump anymore. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. If it's going to 
damage my heart. I already have a herniated disc, you know, in my low back. So I still am able to provide a really effective workout, but it's all yoga inspired. Awesome. So let's say a individual goes and get a membership to your website or program, whatever, right? Do they get to have, let me think about this. So they get access to all the training or do they get like a specific uh, uh, video? You do this today and then tomorrow you get something else or it's like a, or it's like the whole program built for them at one time and they get to access it or how does that work? So the, I, right now, when you sign up, you and my membership's a little bit different too because it also, well, certain levels of it also include the ability to work out with me live. So we get in, we meet in Zoom like you and I are doing now, and I'll lead in a practice. And if they want to, they can leave their camera on, and I can see what they're doing. And so then I can offer them cues. It's like, okay, let's try this instead, or let's make this. So that's one aspect of the the community but yes once they sign on i have oh my gosh i i have a lot of hours i don't know exactly how many videos i have but i have a whole but i need to go and count them and they just get access immediately to all of these yoga inspired workouts right away okay so awesome that's that's actually a really good way of looking at it because you're providing a membership as well as personal coaching that's like a two programs right there so if any of you listen to this and definitely check her out so where can people find out about this program sure it's at our website thrive yoga and wellness.com forward slash thrive dash online Okay, I will definitely put that in the show notes as well. <laughs> because people are listening to it driving and I'm like, I don't remember this, but I will definitely put that in the show notes. Thank you. Awesome. So being that you have running two businesses, one of them being the physical location where somebody comes to it, and another one being the digital world, if you had the option, which one would you pick and why to continue running or building it more on it? Oh, Mark, that's terrible. Look, I'm like falling away from the camera. <laughs> that's so hard. Oh my gosh. I love my people at the studio. I, I mean, you get to go in. I have the most amazing group of ladies and we're, we're growing them in. Like, let's be honest, right, right. yoga is mostly men, but right. I would have the hardest time letting my people go because I love these really, I mean, I'm, they're becoming part of my family, you know? Yeah. Um, but I guess biggest picture, like the most freedom would be right. to do the online. So, because the, another dream that my husband and I have is we want to world school our kids. You know, I know that sounds really hippie, but like we want to get in an RV and then just teach them as we drive around to see sites. And the online platform would enable that a little bit more than teaching all of the time but I do have 27 teachers now on staff and so I'm slowly putting it into such a way where if we wanted to take off and last year we did we took off three weeks for me to go train down in Florida and that was kind of like my tiptoe into a little bit more absentee owner ownership is that the right word right. and so um, that's kind of the vision I, I don't ever I don't want to say never because you never say never, but I don't foresee just giving up the brick and mortar, but I do foresee being a little bit less active all the time so that we can focus on the online platform, but then travel more. 
Awesome. All right, sweet. So I think that that's something that if people have the option, personally, they will pick more. The reason why I would pick the digital world more because that way I can affect and help more people in less time. Because in the physical world, you could just help, let's say, 10 people, right? And you'd be just local because somebody has to come to your location and do that, which is great. It helps the community. But if you want to go worldwide, digital world is it. But in your case, you have the best of both worlds. You're doing the local community as well as worldwide. So yes. tell me this. How wonderful it felt when you almost took the month off for your vacation and you were just oh, enjoying life to the fullest. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. We were down at the, um, I have two little kids. And so I know sometimes zoos can be controversial. We love the zoo. So, um, we were down at the, the zoo in Cocoa Beach, Florida, and it was in Florida. It wasn't like hot because it's January. January is not typically hot in Southern Florida, but it's not cold either. You know, so we were still in shorts and tank tops. And at home, I think my, I was getting text messages from my mom and it was below freezing which is really cold in Tennessee. Like if it gets below 32, we're all like dying. Um, and then I looked, cause I, I do check the stats at the studio every day and I showed it to my husband and I was like, look at how much money we made today. And we weren't, we weren't there. And he was like, I wish you could do that every day. <laughs> that sort of thing. And so um, it felt amazing. It, it really is the, the good side of entrepreneurship is it's, so much more rewarding than getting a five stars on your IDP. We used to call them individual development plans or um, PRD periodic reviews. Like I remember getting five stars. I was like, I was like pumped. I was like, yeah, I did good this quarter, whatever. But then the, when the studio does well, man, it's, it's like when you see your kid walking for the first time and your kid's walking faster than like your neighbor's kid. I don't know. That's a really terrible analogy, but it's still, it's, it's just like, this is my baby and it's doing well. Right. I mean, that, that's awesome because every one of the entrepreneurs, including myself, that I, the one that I have talked to, is like, they don't even like, depending on which level you are, if you're level zero, the first thing is going to be the money, 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 money. Once you get over that hurdle, the, the next thing they always, always say is the freedom is the most important thing. The freedom and the choice that I can live my life the way I want it, not is dictating by anybody else. So it's like, That's 100% right. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like that, that freedom, and once you've had it, man, oh. Once you've had it, it's hard to give it up. I've, it's, it's really hard to give it up because I've, I've entertained it a few times because it's hard. Being an entrepreneur is, is hard. Like it's not always, you know, roses and unicorns, like I said. And I've thought about it. And every now and then I'll get on LinkedIn, God forbid, and, and I'll like just do a quick jobs in my area, you know, when I'm feeling really low. And then as soon as I start thinking about it in, in my gut, I know that that's not right. Like I just, it's, I wouldn't have my Fridays at the aquarium or the zoo. I wouldn't have, you know, the ability to go and take three weeks off and go practice with my teacher. And so, yeah, once you have it, man, it's hard to give it up. Yeah. So let me ask you this. The question I was going to ask you, I forgot for a second. Okay. <laughs> but I was going to ask you. So... When, as an entrepreneur, obviously, you've been in businesses for a while now. Obviously, you got your downtime. You got your, you know, when the everything goes downhill, where you're like, it's not working. At that point, what does Jennifer do to keep herself steady and keep going 
forward. I wouldn't, <laughs> I love how you said to keep herself steady. I wouldn't say I keep myself steady all the time. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. A really good example of a bad low was this past fall. I, I led the studio's very first yoga festival. Okay. And it was really good. It was a, it was a huge success for a very small studio. We, we do, we, I have a small studio. Uh, we had, and, and it rained by the way. Um, we had a good turnout. We raised a bunch of money for this nonprofit, a local nature conservancy. So on the outside, everybody would have been, and everybody was, they were like, this is so awesome. And while we are there at the festival, like at one point, my sister's like, cause my sister, I have three sisters. One of them came and they're like, you're going to do this again next year. Right. Cause this is so great. And like, I legit melted down. Like I started crying, you know, like the ugly cry, not the pretty cry. And Jamie was like, Oh my God, what did I say? And I was, and, but it was so stressful. And I had le legit run myself to that. And I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if you have ever gotten so stressed out that it's just like the only thing you could do was cry. And that was the only thing I wanted to do. And I'm getting like a little bit emotional thinking about it because I, I was just rode hard and put up wet, man. And, and it's been that way the whole summer preparing for it. We'd gotten tons of media spots. We'd gotten, I'd gone all over town promoting it. I'd spent so many months to try to make sure that everybody knew about the festival. And then I had all of these people helping me to make this. I would never have been able to do this on my own. I had all of these women that made this event amazing. I mean, we even had decorations on picnic tables at a yoga festival. Are you kidding me? Like, it was amazing. And I was out. I was just out. And um, after the festival, I got home. It was late at night. I think it was like 7 or 8 o'clock at night. I just, my husband, he's a saint. He took care of the kids for me, and I went and I took a bath, a hot bath, um, salt and the, the smells, and I had a good cry. And then I had to just be like, this, I can't do this. I, I, I had to give something up. And it, it, that was a hard thing for me. That's like what you said, the, the employee syndrome, where we think we can do it all. Exactly. Um, I had to give something up. I, I, and it was, it was this really terrible low where everything on the outside appeared to be amazing, but on the inside, I, I was like, I was a mess. And so um, my way that I got through it is I said, we're not gonna do that again, I can't do it. Um, I gave, I, I started thinking of more and more things I could eliminate because by that point, I hadn't just had it up to here, I'd had it up to like way over here. And okay. I, had to, I had to cut it back to maybe three quarters of what it had been. Sorry, my cat just ran up against the table. And that's how, that's, ah, ah, oh no, the recording, I'm sorry. So that's how, um, that's how I managed it. It's just letting stuff go, letting stuff go. All right, awesome. Is there anything in your point in your life right now that you would be like, I am ready to let go of this if five years ago, I knew what I knew now. Uh, that'd be the first thing I'll let go. Can it be, can it be more bookkeeping? You can pick whatever <laughs> you want. <laughs> I want to get rid of, I, if I could get, give, and I, that's my ultimate goal. I actually have, I've, I've been giving more and more to my bookkeeper. And then I just hired another VA to help me manage getting all of the, because we have blog posts three times a week, videos, Three, four times a week now 
like trying to promote it all. So the promotion part's really hard. So it's a close tie of whether it would be uh, getting, getting rid of uh, more accounting responsibilities or getting rid of my promotional responsibilities. Because promotion is exhausting. But it's the best ROI you've got, you know? Like if you have an email list and you have these platforms with these followers, like they signed up to hear from you. So you better show up, right? And right. so if you don't, you're leaving money on the table. So I don't know, those would be my two things. You only asked me one, but I'm giving you two. Okay, so speaking of promotions, which uh, platform or tools or a thing that so far has been working great for you for your business? Probably, it's probably still Facebook. Facebook? And that's changing a lot. Like when I first took over the studio, I could put up a silly meme and get seen in front of like 2,500 people. And now I'm doing like a live and I'm all excited if there's a couple hundred people. Um, whereas lives used to be like, man, everybody in Chattanooga saw me. Um, it's, so Facebook's changing a lot, and um, but it still is. It probably is, still is Facebook. My my website's actually get, starting to bring in a lot more leads, but I've been building that blog platform. I update it several times a week, like I said, three or four times a week. So that organically with SEO has gotten us better, but it's still Facebook. And what is the name of your website again? Thrive Yoga and Wellness.com. That is Thrive Yoga with Wellness.com, guys. Definitely right. go check that out. Yeah, and, Thrive Yoga and, and Wellness. And Wellness, sorry. Thrive Yoga and Wellness.com. I will definitely put that in show notes as well. So what's in, what's in the plan for you in the future? Just curious. Because you got a lot going on for you. 27 employees. I'm still amazed. Like, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> so I... I <laughs> That's crazy that you think that. Um, that I, I hadn't thought about it, so I appreciate that um, reminder of where we've, got, where we've been to where we're coming. So I appreciate that reminder. So right now, we also have another little business inside the yoga studio where we sell CBD hemp products. So I'm going to continue to work and nurture that, that relationship. Um, the, I think my big focus for 2020 is going to be on promoting the online platform. I really want to grow the online membership. And, and once that's gotten to be big enough to be able to afford my, I need technology upgrades because I want to start streaming live the studio classes. So that's what I'm going to do. My, my focus will be a little bit more onto the online. Of course, I want to incubate and grow the amazing babies that are my my clients inside the studio so i'll be focusing there too but i definitely want to it's an online push okay so let's shift gear just a little bit on the health side let's say on your sure. yoga studio right they sure. you get a client that come in and they're like hey i want to get fit so walk me to pretend i am your potential client i come to you and say jennifer i need to get healthy what do i do Got me to so, step by step. <laughs> so, excuse me, I'm getting over a cold. Huh? Um, everybody's version of health is a little different. So, when you would say that to me, I would I would try to ask a few more questions. You know, and so, and, so, and so let's play devil's advocate here. Go ahead, pretend yeah. that I'm your client. We're having a conversation. Go back and forth. This will be cool. Sure. So I would say, so what exactly is healthy to you? Uh, and go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say I wanna be able to look good in clothes that I'm wearing. Oh. That my clothes are getting tighter and I wanna wear shorter clothes. 
<laughs> okay. So then I would say you need to you need to join us in more in, in our more vigorous classes because we have very vigorous yoga classes and then we have the more gentle stretching type classes. And so if you are looking for the calorie burning, the strength building, the 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 physique enhancing, if you will, yoga, I would say, okay, you need to join us in these slightly more physical classes. I would call I would tell them to come to the power classes, but if they hate heat, I would say, all right, you should probably check out our hit classes. I've, um, when I played around with how to call this class, it's, it's basically a power class that's not heated, but we also throw in lots of drills like um, with weights. So yoga inspired fitness where we're doing, we may or may not have some weights and we get into some lunge positions and we do some drills in there, you know, to really fire up the muscles. So if you were looking for the purely physical aspects, I would say, all right, what's your schedule? And then you'd say, okay, I work during the day. I'll say, I want you to come here on Mondays at 6.30, Tuesdays at 6.30, you know, basically tell you which classes to come to. And then after the week, I would want to check in on you and see if you've got it to at least three, but maybe you've gotten to five classes and see how you felt because I know you would feel different. So, so I'm just curious, as far as the hot yoga goes, whatever, I guess I'm assuming there's a heat involved or something. How, how does that work in terms of sweating, obviously, right? And then you fat loss goes, how effective that is? So I'm just curious, because I never really done it myself. I'm just curious. So it was the hot yoga that got me into yoga, believe it or not, because when it's really warm, so let's think about this. I don't know how old you are, um, but when do you move better in the winter or in the summer for me i personally like summer better because i like to enjoy the sun and the beating on my head whatever but doesn't really matter i can go for like 10 8 miles on the walk winter or summer it doesn't bother me so the heat helps to relax our muscles right and that's why we generally feel like more aches and pains in the wintertime, right? Because things are a little tighter. Um, so the heat, the first thing the heat does is it helps to relax the tight stuff, like get the shoulders down and away from the ears a little bit more. So it helps you to move a little more freely. Heat, of course, is going to heat your internal body temperature up. So your body's going to have to work harder to cool it off. So you're going to burn some calories. But the, the heat is mostly just to help you get into these postures a little deeper so you can build mobility a little bit more and then of course you do build some, some a little more calorie burns as well because it is hotter and you're trying to cool off okay that's awesome so speaking of mobility have you ever had a client who had a very 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 limited amount of mobility before starting with you and then after that they had an average level Sorry, I just saw a cat hair. Yes, we get that all the time. We, okay. we, we honestly, we get that all the time. And I love having success stories like that. Everything. I mean, we, I just had a class last night and I had a, a client that's been with me almost since the beginning. And, and some, for some reason in the last few months, things have just started clicking and she's getting this mobility that, that is not just level one, like this is some pretty advanced mobility and she's been coming at it though for years. And so that, that's kind of the beauty and the magic of yoga. Like if you come in, no matter how stiff you are, if you keep practicing, your body's going to change. Okay. That's awesome. I have tried yoga maybe once in my whole life, but I tell you what, that little 30 minute of a plain basic yoga, that's what me more than I was 
that I would spend time in uh, weights or whatever. So it's definitely a lot more powerful and effective because you're using all those microfiber muscles that you never even thought existed. At least yeah. somebody who's in the body and like I do the whole, I, I forgot the name of it, dog stand or whatever. I apologize for not messing that up. <laughs> no, it's okay. So pretty much you had your hands on the, on the floor and then the downward dog position. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Upward dog position. You stay there, you hold it for 10 seconds, you will start to feel some muscles you never realized they existed. Yep, that's true. It's true. But that's it, it's designed to help you to move your body and keep it moving because what an object in motion tends to stay in motion, right? So um, we we need to move. We were we were designed to move, in fact. And so I, I think that's why there is such a big success story for people that get with yoga and stay with yoga because your body wants to move. Like it just does. Have you seen little kids? You can't keep a little kid steady, you know, still like they want to move and they, 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 they sit in ways and I'm like looking at my kids going, how is that looks like it hurts. And they're just like, what? Our bodies were made to move, but we stop moving as we age. We get into cars and we drive all day or we sit at a desk and our shoulders go up to our ears. And the thing about it is, is that our bodies as beautiful machines, they adapt really fast. And so what happens when we sit all the time, the muscles on the front of your body shorten up, like those hip flexors get shorter and shorter. So what happens? Your back of the body has to make up for that. And then it ends up hurting your back or, you know, so it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword, right? And so... I kind of went on a tangent there. I'm a yoga person, so I can talk about yoga no, all the time. But the, the more you practice it, the better you'll feel. And that's why I think it's so easy for me to talk about the mobility issues. And we get, we've got clients that have um, fused discs and migraines, and they come in and they become our best evangelists because they're like, holy moly, my migraine days are going down. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm getting to be able to move. It's, it's amazing testimonials to the power of yoga. Wow, so actually it get rid of, so get rid of your migraine by doing the yoga part? Well, it depends on the migraine, and I'm oh. not a doctor, so right, I don't right. want to <laughs> say anything like that. But, you know, the more tight you are up here, that's causing blood flow, right? And so you're, when you've got your body, when your body's able to move and the blood's being able to move more freely, then it, your body wants to heal. It wants to move and it wants to heal itself, and that stuff happens all the time. Yeah, like, like, I, like I always tell people, because I'm into fitness myself, it's like your body is like a walking, talking pharmacy. If you let it do its thing, it will take care of you for the longest time. But don't get in the way. Don't force things. Don't right. do anything silly. And that's that. But, that's right. right. So I will ask now that the floor is all yours. Is there anything you would like to share with my audience that whether it be telling your product, whether it's about you or whatever you want to tell all yours take it away so you've already been very gracious in letting me talk about my online platform so you, you people already have heard that so I would just want to encourage folks that might be in the thick of things because I'm certainly not on the other end of it you know I'm, I'm no what is it Pat Flynn or anything like that but when you're in the middle of it or when you're just starting out like it's hard it's really hard and I suggest find a support network like a, uh, and you know what? Sometimes people make you like say that you need to pay to be in a mastermind, find a mastermind where you don't have to pay for it. 
Just get into a group of people that are supportive, that are in there doing it with you, and then go ahead and vomit the crap on them, because every now and then you've got to. But guess what? When you've got four or five other people that are down there in the trenches with you, they might not be vomiting at the same time, so they're going to help you shovel it out and get you back up again. And so just surround yourself by the right people, because who's that person that said you're, you're the average of the, the five closest people that you hang out with? Like, Make sure you choose those people wisely. And if you choose people that are like, you're crazy. Why are you doing that? Why are you working at night when you work during the day too? Those are not the people that are going to help you take it to the next level, you know? And so I just encourage you to, to get around some people that will encourage you and, and support you and are, they don't even have to be in the same industry. I'm in a, a mastermind with um, several other people and none of them are in fitness, but you know what, when I was in my lows after that, that festival, I had the biggest support network, like, come on, you can do it, you can do it, so get yourself, do what you're doing now, listen, listen to Mark, listen to podcasts that are going to build you up, and then get into another group of people that really start to experience life with you, and will encourage you, and just know, ride that storm, it'll get better, just don't give up. Awesome, and first of all, I just want to lastly, thank you so much for being on my show. You have you dropped some me. serious knowledge bomb for fitness, the business. I'm sure everybody who's going to listen to it like, oh my God, this is awesome. And one last time, if you do me the honor of telling me your website where people can find you. Sure. My name is Jennifer Dixon, and my website is thriveyogaandwellness.com. And if you're looking to do some fitness-oriented yoga, you would go to thriveyogaandwellness.com forward slash thrive dash online. All right. Thank you so much, Jennifer. You have a blessed thank day. Thank you, Mark. You too. Hey, guys. I just have a small thing that I want to ask you. If you really enjoyed this podcast and you found it valuable, make sure you follow wherever you're listening to it so that way you can get my new podcasts in your inbox or in your whatever app that you're listening to it and also i have a small gift for you that you can get absolutely free by going to markkumar.com forward slash gift and there once you're there i have a really cool gift that i actually truly believe that you're gonna enjoy and benefit from there